something I want to unpack the conversation that Nicodemus had with Jesus there on that rooftop. Nicodemus said, to give up who I am? Hmm. I mean, I, I have to give up who I am. And Jesus says it is true. There is a lot you will give up. But what you will gain is far greater and more lasting. To me, that's a picture of submission to God, isn't it? And submission isn't a word that uh, it's not an easily accepted word, really, when you think about it, submission. It's not accepted in human nature, really, when you, when you talk about being submissive or submitting or submission. And that word submit means to yield, to reduce. It means to let down. The New Testament word is huputasso, which means to put under or arrange under. And submission comes from acknowledging proper order and authority. And I'm not going to hold you very long tonight. But as people that want and I believe pray and seek the Lord for revival... A key to revival is submission. It is. I want to share with you about um, a gentleman who was alive in the early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s. And his name is Evan Roberts. Anyone familiar with Evan Roberts in here? Evan Roberts was an evangelist that uh, began the Welsh Revival. And I just want to share a little bit with you tonight about Evan Roberts, a little bit about his story. And I think it's very interesting. Uh, you know, as people who want revival and, and seek, you know, an awakening and want that, you know, and, and believe that it's going to take place, um, one of the reasons why the revival really was uh, being facilitated through Evan Roberts because he had such a, a desire and an interest about revival coming to Wells. And he would actually uh, study and he would begin to read up on uh, revivals of the past. His heart, something was, was placed inside of him, a passion for revival for the people of Wells. And uh, he had a friend that was named uh, Sidney Evans. And they attended a meeting, uh, and they were there uh, for four hours one night at a meeting. It was a revival meeting that was being held. And on the way home... Evan Roberts and Sidney Evans had a conversation. And I want to just share with you just a little bit about that conversation. And to let you know the topic of the sermon uh, at the revival meeting that they were at, 
It was called How to Win Souls for Christ and the Joy of His Religion. And it was given by a man by the name of Joseph Jenkins. And so they had that four-hour service, and on the way home they had this conversation. And Roberts, uh, this is where he first suggested 100,000 souls for Wells. And I want to give you just a little bit of that conversation that him and Sidney Evans had. Robert says, do you think, he said, do you think that that's too much to ask God to save 100,000 in Wells? And Sidney answers, no. It would be not too much to ask him to save Wells and the world. Well, Roberts replied, we must go at it earnestly. And I want to let you know that for 11 years, Roberts prayed a prayer of bend me. Anybody heard that before? Bend me. In letters that was given from uh, Roberts to Sydney. He would begin his plan to share a, uh, a plan of revival. And so I want to share that with you tonight. Now, these are just keys from the word of God this, tonight. These, if, if, if we want revival in our, in our land, in our churches, in our communities, uh, I love that, Tana. As soon as I said that, you know what you've done? You're back here like, yes. Someone who wants revival. Evan Roberts wanted revival, and it drove him to staying up at night in prayer. It drove him to seek out God. It drove him to pray a prayer for 11 years because he knew that God was wanting to do something for the people of Wales. Tonight I asked the question, who is it? Who's going to be the next Evan Roberts? Who's going to be the Evan Roberts for Sullivan County? Anybody want revival in here tonight? Y'all are really quiet. I mean, I, I told you, this is stillness, but can we talk about revival and not be jumping and shouting? Or, or do you have to talk about revival and have to be hooping and hollering? You, you don't have to do that. You know that, right? It's a, it, revival is a heart issue. Revival is... We want to associate revival with, you know, people speaking in tongues and, and, and different. But heart is a revival of your heart. It's a, a spiritual awakening in your soul. It's something that grabs a hold of you and you can't shake it. It's something that keeps you up at night because you are passionate about the people. It's, it's, it's your seeking and you got your face before God. It's a submission before God, isn't it? It's what revival is. And over the course of these four letters, they would begin to write about his plan for the Welsh revival. And these are the keys that he wrote down. And these were over four letters that he wrote to his friend, Sidney Evans. He said to have a passionate love for Jesus and his will to be done. Anybody have a passionate love for Jesus in here tonight? 
you got just a passionate love for Jesus. When I say that, it doesn't mean I don't think that no one does. I understand that. It's, it's not like Raji's up here and thinks that Raji is the only one who has a passion for Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. Because that, that's the, kind of the vibe I'm getting back, the spirit that I'm getting back, the pushback spirit. It's saying, well, you think you're the only one that wants revival, right? And I know that's not true. But see, that's what the enemy wants you to think. Well, I'm the only one who wants it. Well, I see throughout history that revivals start with one person. Right? It can start with one person. Revival, but do we as a corporate body, as a family, do we really want revival? Do we want to see God move? Do we want to see souls saved? Do we want to see lives transformed and set free? And we do, don't we? We want to see that. We absolutely want to see people give their lives to Christ and have such a, such a wonderful experience in Christ and be set free uh, from the bondage that they've had in their life. So we want to see that. But in the waiting for it, we cannot get weary. You know? I'm still looking forward to that. I, God has started something in my own personal life. He's done it a, a while back now. But uh, I've told him, I'm like, God, give me a, just a spiritual awakening like I've never had before in my own life. You know, I'm praying for me, uh, for me daily to have a, a spiritual awakening and revival in my own life daily. As the world pushes against me, i got to continue to pray. God, continue to revive me. Continue to breathe your life into me. So he said that was one of the keys is you got to have a passionate love for Jesus and for his will to be done. And I like the end of that where it says, and for his will to be done. And not, not Raji's will to be done. Not Dina's will to be done. And I'm sorry to say, but it's not about what any of your wills want. It's about what he wants, right? It's very simple. Isn't, isn't the whole thing about revival and awakening and people being uh, re refreshed? It's all just very simple stuff, isn't it? Anybody, is it hard? Does anybody really think that it's hard in here? Is it hard? So it's not a hard thing. It's just submitting really to God. Doesn't it really come down to really basically a surrender to him, a passionate love for him? It's submitting over to his will and what he wants uh, to do. See, that's the thing is, is that I think we, you know, I, I, I am reading about the Welsh revival, but it's like, God, you do what you want to do in 2023. And we're not looking exactly for what you've done in 1905 or 1911. Uh, or Azusa, okay, but we know that you want to move in your people. We want that. So, but they did have something. There was something that God was basically attracted to in them and what they were doing that, that, that led them to that. Would you agree? Right? And it's like, I, I want to have those qualities about me, God. I, I want to be known as, I want to be seen by you, God, not by people. You know, I, I want to be seen by you as someone that's passionate for you, Jesus. I, I want to be known by you, God. 
I, I love everybody in here, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's about him, right? Isn't it all about him? It, it's about him and, and our love and our passion and our desire for him. Because, see, truly, if that's where it's at, if we, if we put that to the focus, him, then it's going to attract people, won't it? I mean, isn't that true? Like, like if we were all passionate people and, and in love with Jesus and in love with people and, and, we didn't, and we didn't care about our own will and how we wanted it to go down and we were just worried about him and loving him, loving people and have our eyes focused on him and not getting, you know, you know so mad and upset about these little things and we kept our focus on him, then, then I think he would be attracted to that. God's not up there saying, I don't want to have revival in Sullivan. You know that, right? He's like, I'm not up there saying, I don't want to pour it out on y'all. You may not want me back here, but he doesn't work that way. You know, he, he, he connects with people that are connecting to him. Right? And it's, a, it's not really a mouth, it's not a lip service connection. It's a heart connection he's after. You see, because he sees the heart. You know, we can say all day that we want it, but he's looking at the heart and saying, do you really want it with your heart? Do you want it with your heart? Or, or are you passionate for me? Are you saying that uh, if it doesn't look this way, are you okay with that? You know? Because that goes back to, it's your will be done, Lord. If it doesn't look like it did 20 years ago, whenever, you know, we were, we were in the, the, the thriving of whatever we were in at that time, because I hear that from a lot of people, if it was just like the good old days, man, it was just like yesterday, or, you know, how it was back then, then, then oh yeah, we could see things happening. But are we okay if it doesn't look exactly like it did back then? Are we okay with that? It's really just him saying, are you okay with, I do it my way. And I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm like, you do it your way, God. I want you to do it your way. The second thing that Roberts was writing to Evans was, he said there has to be a repentance of sins, a deep repentance of sins. And in that he said, including doubtful things. Doubtful things. You know, we, have, we serve a great God, don't we? Do we serve a God, of, uh, a God that can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all things that we can even think or imagine? Absolutely we do. But see, when doubtful things come in, he says, that's, that's a sin, right? When we doubt him like that. So there needs to be a deep repentance of sin. And I see that across all of the revivals throughout history. We see that over in the Old Testament when it says, you got to humble yourself. You know, turn from your wicked ways. You know, it's, that's the equation for God to move. We have to be a repentant people, don't we? Anybody got together in here tonight and you don't have to repent anymore? Come talk to me. I need, I need deep, I need, I, I need some very good, uh, you know, discipleship from you. Because here's the thing is, I'm still a human. I'm still a flesh, fleshly man. And, and I had, a, I had a, a week 
moment a couple weeks ago whenever uh, somebody done me dirty, and I think I may have already mentioned this in a service, but somebody done me pretty dirty, and um, they said a, a few things about me, and it wasn't anybody in here, just in case you're wondering, okay? Uh, and then I had some other things that had happened, and, and I, I was working with a guy, and, and I just told him, I was like, well, I said, this is not a good week for that person to do that to me. I said, because, you know, now, now I just want to go tell them what I really think, you know? Anybody ever been there? We just had those moments, and it's just like you, you feel the old man just creeping up, and it's like I just want to go give somebody a piece of my mind, and I'm really going to love doing it. Right? I mean, we, we've probably all been there. And it was like, man, I really just want to lash out on somebody right now. You know, and I didn't do that. But I still found myself at a place of repentance before the Lord because I knew that that was not the attitude that I needed to display in front of the gentleman that was just there working with me. I didn't act out and and lash out on the one I wanted to. But I said things to the man I was working with and trying to be an example to that man. And he knew my frustration was at a very high level. And so by doing that, I, I did not display Jesus very well at all. And I asked him, I said, forgive me, that is not, you know, the... What, how I want to portray Jesus. I was having a very fleshly moment. And I did. I asked the Lord. Maybe, maybe I didn't need to do that. Maybe I didn't need to repent before the Lord. But I felt a conviction in my spirit that I needed to do that. You see, it's a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. How many of you know whenever you've done something, and people may not quote, unquote, uh, label it a sin, but you know with your relationship with the Holy Spirit that something you done just was not right. And it made you feel like you were so far away. Right? It's not, it wasn't necessarily God withdrawing from you. But it's you recognizing and knowing that there's something amiss there. And it's like he just wants to clean you up. It almost makes you feel dirty, doesn't it? It makes you feel like you just need to be washed, you know? And that's really what it is. And, but there needs to be a deep repentance and a, and a state of repentance. It's not that I'm, I feel like I've lost my salvation. It's not about that. It's, it's about a, a holy God. It's about we serve a holy God. And, and he wants us to be holy like he is holy. That is scripture, isn't it? Be holy as I am holy. And it's just about being in a place of repentance. And saying, God, I'm sorry about that. I don't want to, you know, in a true repentance. And there's times where it is a complete repentance when it needs to be a total change, though. Right? There's, there's a time where, the, I don't even think I took a drink of that, but... Um, but there's a time where it needs to be a, 
You know, I'm talking about just maybe, maybe not portraying Jesus or, or having characteristics of Jesus with somebody I'm working with. But there are times where it is a, a sin that needs total, like, change, right? You understand what I'm saying? There are times where it's like I, I, need, to, I need to do a 180 away from what I'm doing. Like, I'm coming to Christ and I need repentance, you know. I need to change my way of life, my direction in life. So there needs to be deep repentance of sins, including doubtful things. This next one is where we wanted to get to and land at tonight is um, a total surrender to God. Just a total, uh, God, you are God Almighty, right? I, I used to hear people, and this was back in probably 2007, and, and we, were up at, um, we were up in Lawrence um, doing youth ministry up there at Lawrence. And, and by the way, we drove through Lawrence the other day with some friends, and I was giving them a hard time because Lawrence is a pretty rough place. Uh, but uh, we were there uh, at Lawrence, and I remember back in 2007, 2008, and I, and I kind of get what people meant by this, but there was a saying that kept going around at that time, and it may go around, still be going around right now, but I know back then I heard it quite a bit. It could have been just because of um, the area that we were in, the culture uh, that we were in at that time, but it was Jesus is my homeboy. And I get what they're saying, but... There, there is still a, a place of recognizing that, you know, God is holy. He is a very holy God. Does anybody know that to be true tonight? And I'm not going to diminish him like that. Because he is holy. He, is, he, is, he will be your best friend, absolutely. But he still is God. And you still have to recognize him as such. That he is God. And there, this whole process of total surrender to God is not something that is easy for people, but it's necessary, surrender to God. The next one is being filled with the Holy Spirit and obedient to his prompting. Uh, another key to revival, being filled with the Holy Spirit and obedient to his prompting. I can't stress that enough, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you. And just be obedient to him. The next one is corporate prayer. Coming together corporately in prayer. And then the last one here is specific and continual prayer for an immediate visitation of the Holy Spirit. And they may sound like simple things tonight that we talked about. And they are, but they're a hard thing to deal with. Uh with the barriers we have built which restrict God's presence. And I want to read that again. It sounds simple, and they are. But it's a hard thing to deal with the barriers we have built which restrict God's presence. You know, we can do things that restrict God's presence. Man, it's quiet in here tonight. We can do that. 
And for the Christian, surrender should be a lifestyle. I'm almost finished up. And it's not motivated by circumstances, but it's motivated by reverence and love for God. The response that's found in Luke 10, 27. Did I give that one to you guys? Okay, that's fine. That's all right. Luke 10, 27, I'll read it to you. Surrender is not motivated by circumstances, but it is motivated by reverence and love for God. Luke 10, 27 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. That's a response to surrender to God, isn't it? It's very simple tonight. But you can sum it all up right there. You see, my... My whole thought with God and some of these things is I have times in my lives, I've had times in my life where I've made it so very difficult to try to serve God. I've had moments in my life and seasons in my life where I've made it almost an impossible thing to do in my life, if I'm being very honest and real with you. Because of some of the things I put on myself. And it was very easy when I just went to the word of God and I looked at it. What he requires. And even though it may not be an easy thing to do in some of these. I was making it so very complicated. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody. But it does to me. Because I know, I know what I was dealing with there. I read somewhere once that this is the kind of submission, uh, and they described it this way. He said they described it as God handing us a blank of piece of paper and saying, now I want you to sign on the bottom here, then give it back to me and let me fill in the details. <laughs> Isn't that true? It's going to give you a blank sheet of piece of paper here. Sign the bottom and say, I'm okay with whatever you want to do, God. And then I'm going to allow you to fill in the rest of it. That's, I'm going to tell you, that is, that is total surrender there. That is submission under the authority of Jesus Christ. If we don't step out in faith and surrender, we will ultimately find ourselves in bondage to the very things we refuse to surrender. And there is a cost to surrender but it is worth paying tonight how many of you know that to be true that there is a cost to surrender but I guarantee you the price is worth the, the is, it's worth it all the price is worth it all the prayer of that 26 year old man Ethan Roberts in 11 years of praying a prayer and he had a vision from the Lord that 100,000 souls would be saved for wells. And for 11 years he held on to that promise. For 11 years. 
Has anybody been praying for something in here for some time? For 11 years, he prayed that prayer, and he believed in God. And can I tell you that over 100,000 souls were saved in Wales. Over 250 souls were saved worldwide in 30 different countries because one man, Ethan Roberts, failed to give up. He didn't give up on that. He wrote down these things he said that, that needed to happen for this revival to take place. For 11 years they pursued this. He prayed this prayer for 11 years. God bend me. God bend me. I asked them to play a song tonight as we get ready to close. I told you it wasn't going to be very long. But I want to close out this service tonight with this. And I want us just to spend a little time in prayer tonight. If you have to leave, then you have to leave. Uh, I understand that. But if you want to spend some time in prayer tonight, this worship song is going to lead us into a time of prayer. And so um, the altars are open for anybody who wants just, or, the, or your chairs, your seats. You can pray right there where you're at. Um, If I, can, if I can be very honest with you tonight, if I can be very honest with you, my, my thought that the Spirit dropped into me, even before I got here tonight, And I even wrestled whether I wanted even to share it or not. Was this, and I actually did kind of say it in the, in the message. Is that There's a preconceived idea of what revival is going to look like. And because we're not seeing that, it's not declared revival. And the Holy Spirit really dealt with me this afternoon on that. Because... It was almost as if the Holy Spirit was saying, I want to move this way, but the people want me to move another way. And will you still be passionate and seek me if I decide to move the way you don't think that I need to move? And I can shake that. And that's the way the Holy Spirit was dealing with me. And so tonight, I, I simply, 
I'm praying the prayer that Evan Roberts actually uh, prayed. God, bend me because I want to be, <laughs> for one, I want to be pliable to you, Holy Spirit. You know? And I want to be yielding to you, Holy Spirit. So whatever that looks like in the days to come, however the Holy Spirit is wanting to move, I've not put, I've not put a restriction for me, maybe you have. For me, I've not put a restriction on the Holy Spirit and said, you can only do this, but you can't move this way. For one, I can't do that. But what I can do is stall it out. And that's what each and every one of us can do in here too. Because if we don't think he's moving the way that we think that he ought to move, we can quench the Spirit. We can do that. 